Hello everyone, I hope you're doing well. This episode highlights Franklin Academy in East Haddam, Connecticut. Right off the bat, I want to let you know that this conversation had a much more positive tone than the others do, which is why I chose to put it towards the middle of the season. We do all deserve some positivity after the heavy content we've been working through. The interviewee and I talk about how Franklin integrated emotional regulation into every aspect of the school in an effective manner. We also discuss the benefits of a small school and the importance of students having a say in their experiences. There is also some faint impromptu guitar playing in the background at times, so keep an ear out for that. There are no content warnings for this episode, so without further ado, please join me as I dig deeper into the truth about therapeutic boarding schools. From what ages did you go to a therapeutic boarding school? Uh, my summer birthday makes it easy, just 13 to 16. And if you feel comfortable, what was the boarding school's name? Franklin Academy in East Haddam, Connecticut. Their phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you feel that your experience in your program helped you emotionally? Yes, I do. What were some of the most helpful things that they did? I think one of the most helpful things that um, Franklin had, it, it's a double-edged sword, but it really worked for me. Um, was first of all the fact that it was such a small school because not only was it a small graduating class but the entire student body I think the whole time I was there was under 100 people um, in each year and this this is difficult for me to word I don't really know um, phrasing for it but I really appreciate the way it would sort of not always naturally but usually it would naturally interweave emotional support systems and like um, learning about like emotional regulation into, you know, dorm life, into the curriculum, into the rules of the school, where a lot of public schools sort of leave that behind. Uh, Franklin, for the most part, was really good about having like um, more, more advanced systems in place. What kind of advanced systems did they have in place? Yeah, I mean, I think about You would have student government, for example, just as the first club that I think of, right? But student government, it had power, like student government does at any school, to help with events and stuff. But it felt like uh, the staff were more supportive than they would be at a normal school, for example. Or like if you were having trouble in dorms is another just random uh, way to think about it. Say you're having like trouble with something in dorm, you're like having a little like argument with somebody. The staff definitely were more trained to help break that up and help, you know, talk it through and sort of um, figure out the way to help with that stuff. So I think systems like the staff were more trained for emotional regulation. I think um, in classes, there were more rules set up so that, you know, if, if, if you freak out in class and you have to leave for a few minutes, that was a lot more acceptable than at most schools. Um, and like, I've definitely like been in class and seen people just like get angry or have a panic attack or anything and leave and then come back and like, you know, nothing happened. And all that stuff sort of adds up to definitely feel like a more inclusive, like positive environment, I think. So you did mention this, but um, what types of programs were you a part of, such as clubs, therapy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in student government for two years of the four that I was there. I was in a band, which was sort of a club activity. Like 
music club type thing. I went on the a few of the international trips, which again are like club adjacent. Um, I didn't participate in a lot of organized clubs and, and activities per se. Uh, oh, there were weekend trips actually, where we would go out in the vans and you know uh, we were in the middle of nowhere, so we'd go out to Target or forty minutes away, um, stuff like that, and you know. Um, I participated in those a lot, which it's not a club, but it, I think was a cool option that they had. And what about therapies? Um, was there group therapy, individual therapy? This is a tough question for me just because I really, I wasn't like against therapy, but I was uncomfortable with it a lot. So I couldn't give a full answer on how it really was, but for me and from what I did see, individual therapy was always there as an opportunity. Um, If you ever needed somebody to talk to, you could. Everybody had a staff member that was, I don't remember what the word was for it. Uh, It might've been guidance counselor, but basically someone to like talk about when you're maybe having trouble with emotional regulation and stuff. Group therapy is where I'm shaky because we had these classes called INC, Individual and Community. And in those classes, we would talk about emotional regulation. We would talk about simple stuff like our weekends and then more, you know, complicated emotional stuff like, you know, maybe things we struggle with, things um, that we want to improve on. And so that was definitely a form of group therapy, that class that I think met once a week for about an hour, you know, 50 minutes. No, we, we definitely had meetings sometimes where uh, we sort of talked about emotional regulation outside of INC. So there were more people, you know, instead of like five people or, or six or seven, it would be maybe like 20 or something. So there were, there were different options for therapy about whether it was individual or um, as a group. I think you were assigned a specific staff, but you could always talk to, you know, other people if you wanted to. I really like both of the guys um, that I was assigned with you know, Rob and uh, Sean. Sean was cool. Rob and Sean, they were um, they were both really easy to talk to. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know because I never talked to them, but they both seemed really nice. <laughs> okay. What academic opportunities did you get, such as a pre-college program, AP studies, dual enrollment, anything like that? Yeah. So for some reason, I um, I blanked out. I thought you said academic support for a second. No, for for academic opportunities, um, one thing we got was. Some kids had AP stuff. Um, that's pretty standard, I think, for high schools, especially for, uh, are they called college prep high schools? You know, um, we had ECE, which was early college experience. That was with the University of Connecticut, with UConn. I'm not entirely sure if that was like a UConn specialty thing. I think the phrasing is UConn, but it's, it's very similar to AP. So we, we had those types of things. We had some advanced classes that I think students could just take if they were interested in it, which was really cool. Like if you really like math, they would have classes that were just, or more like electives. So optional classes um, that were just like crazy, you know, calculus math stuff. We had our graduating with honors where they would have like some honors courses and stuff. 
um, that included what we had humanities honors, math honors, and science honors. So there was a good amount of opportunities. I think they were easier to access than they are at a lot of schools, um, especially because the school is so small. You're going to run into like all the staff just casually. So, you, you know, you see somebody, you can say, hey, like, I would like to talk about um, taking AP courses or like enrolling in, you know, uh, trying to be in, in like the science honors program. So that was really nice. That definitely benefited from the size of the school. How do you think the academic opportunities differ from traditional academic programs? I know you just mentioned the small school size was -hmm. a big part of it. Um, Anything else? You're right. I did. I started to touch on that, but I can go into more detail that it, um, but it did benefit from being a smaller school and, and being such a casual atmosphere at the school too, where we were on a first name basis with, um, I believe every staff member, like that was part of the community, you know, that, that was just a, the way it was set up so that we could all feel super comfortable talking to each other. And so for these academic opportunities, it was really easy to access. Um, I feel like it was easier to access uh, more advanced courses, but there was also really no pressure to be in advanced courses. You know, it, it felt like um, Franklin, yeah, had a lot of, it was really a, easy to access, I think, good academic opportunities. And even if you stuck at the baseline, like, anyone that graduates from Franklin would probably get, you know, at least the baseline education that you would get anywhere. And if you're really looking for it, I think a lot of people got a much, much better education than they probably would have gotten in a public school, actually. Um, So for the most part, I think uh, the academic opportunities were fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So my next question is, do you feel like you got the same education you would have gotten at a public institution? And it sounds like no, you got a better education. Yeah, I do think so. Because a lot of public schools have good opportunities. Like they have opportunities, but maybe there's not as many options or maybe they're harder to access. Maybe there's more of a stigma for them. It really felt at Franklin, like you could just see your math teacher and say, hey, I'm interested in taking this like really hard course. It seems fun, which a lot of people did because we're all crazy. Um, so I, I like that a lot. Uh, and I feel like emotionally, I got a much better vocabulary for discussing um, emotional stuff than I, I would have uh, at any other, you know, public school. So I think academically and in terms of like talking about, you know, um, more abstract stuff, more like daily life stuff, I think it helped in both ways. Okay. Were you able to take standardized testing? Yes, I took the ACT and I know people that took the SAT. What was the general age of the staff around you? They varied a lot. Um, I wouldn't say any of them were under 25. So they could be 25 to 60 or so, maybe 25 to 65. The average staff there were 30, you know, 30s and 40s, I'd say. Did the staff have degrees or seem knowledgeable about people with trauma or mental health difficulties? I think, to my knowledge, all staff had degrees that were relevant to what they were doing, whether it was uh, degrees of education, degrees with therapy or like child psychology, or whether it was like a degree, you know, to teach their subject. So like, I definitely um, remember like an English teacher would have like, you know, English degree. So in terms of like, 
specific qualification, like absolutely. Um, in terms of the staff feeling qualified for emotional regulation, I think the majority of staff were really good at that. Um, and I, I'll touch on this more later, but I wish that they tried a little bit harder to handpick staff more carefully that were good with emotional regulation and that didn't talk down to the students because I think there were some staff that didn't really know how to talk to somebody, uh, for example, if they're having a panic attack or if they're having trouble with like gender dysphoria, there were definitely a few staff members who didn't really treat that respectfully and didn't really, they would make the situation worse. Um, but for the most part, yeah, most of the staff were very trained in emotional regulation and were very uh, empathetic and, and kind, I think. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, it's really just a few teachers that I have problems with. <laughs> could anything have been taught differently to help students learn the subject? The school was very good at being accommodating to people who were having um, problems with learning itself. So like dyslexia, ADHD, um, I think the school was very good with those. And like I said, I think it had a lot of good opportunities. Um, I mean, I'm not sure this might be like straying away from question. question. Uh, there were some things that weren't taught that I wish were. You know, I wish there were more like foreign language opportunities, but it was, it was a very small school. So maybe that's unreasonable, you know? The majority of staff were very good at, uh, I mean, taking information and like giving it out in like a way that's, you know, digestible. Um, I, there's a word for that, but the majority of staff were very good with that. Okay. And the teachers seem to have degrees in their, in what they were teaching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. To my knowledge. Yeah. Are you aware of any training that the staff had to complete? I'm not. I would have a, well, there, there's one thing, right? Um, is that I'm aware that the staff showed up either a few days before the students, maybe it was a week or two before the students. Um, but there was some like general training period and like uh, getting used to things period that the staff would join in before any of the students got there. So I don't know any of the specifics about that. I'm, I'm totally sure that they talked about emotional regulation and like, you know, what happens if a kid has a panic attack or, or, or like a food allergy in the dining hall and stuff. Um, but I don't know the specifics of it. Okay. Was there any staff in particular that helped you? And if so, what techniques did they employ? A lot of staff helped me, I think, in like more general ways. Because I mean, for one, just like, uh, I had a lot of really good teachers who, you know, taught me their subjects um, in a way that I think was effective for me. But besides, you know, the obvious, like, just good teachers, um, I, I think when you go to a boarding school, you know, you're, you're a teenager, you're still a kid, and you're looking up to these, like, older adults, um, like, you know, late 30s or 40s or 50s, um, you start to... You respect some of them, hopefully. You know, I had a lot of staff there that I respected. And so I definitely just like became a more mature, thoughtful person from having a lot of people like that around me, you know? 
So like in subtle ways, I think just having good teachers that are always able to be accessed for help uh, was good for that. And I think I'm straying from the question again, but um, so the staff that helped me the most because a lot of staff helped me in like small ways. Uh, and I, I liked a lot of them. I think the sad thing about it is that the reason it's hard for me to answer is that I didn't really let pretty much any staff like in to talk about stuff. So a lot of staff, whether they were guidance counselors or teachers were offered to help. And I knew that they genuinely meant that they would, but I, I very rarely took them up on that. So it's like, I looked up to them as just adults. Um, the staff that helped me the most were, yeah, just the ones that I respected and the ones that were really kind. Okay. So it sounds like it was more of the structure and the way things yeah. were set up that was helpful for you. Yeah. How long did the typical staff stay at the program? Was there a high or low turnover rate? I think um, the lower position that staff would have, I think there was a higher turnover rate because newer staff or not newer, but like, um, I mean, it does almost feel correlated with age and position because the, the people who stayed there for a long time were like, you know, the people kind of in charge of the school, like managing it and who were like in their like 50s to 70s. Um, and there was practically no turnover rate for them. But then like the interns and stuff that were in their 20s, like they'd be there for, you know, a year or two max, maybe. And Sometimes they'd stay longer. And then for teachers, you know, there was a fairly high turnover rate where I think, you know, there was some like clicky stuff happening in the staff. And I, I think maybe like a lot of them didn't like Fred, who was in charge of the program. Um, and that didn't help. So a lot of the teachers just wanted to get out of there. I remember. Um, one thing I will say is that like, even if there was a high, a fairly, not, not like a high turnover rate, but there was a fairly high teacher turnover rate. Um, I don't think that super affected the students like directly because if there was some like weird, like annoying stuff happening with the staff, um, we didn't really have to see that. So surprisingly, like that didn't really affect me. I just know that like Steve, my teacher who left was like mad at the school program. And again, that was more just fun anecdotal stuff. But Did you get the opportunity to stay in contact with your family or guardians at home? Yeah, I did. I was always able to access home. Did you get opportunities to see your family or guardians through visits to the school? Yeah, my family was a little bit far and I didn't have a car. They were you know over three hours away. But whenever they wanted to come, they were able to all the time. Okay. Were you allowed your cell phone or other electronic devices? Yeah. Um, the only time that my cell phone would ever be taken away was in some classes when they, you know, some teachers would have like phone policies. Um, but if there was any sort of exception or like emergency, uh, you could always access your phone even then. And our, our more unimportant technologies for the younger students were taken away at night. When they were, you know, you're supposed to go to bed, you're supposed to sleep, so you can't have like your PS4 or whatever. But we would always have our phones, so it felt really uh, safe for that. Uh, I remember the internet shut off at 11 p.m. How did the living arrangements differ from home living arrangements? So, did you have a roommate? Did you eat with everyone in the school? Yeah, um, for the most part, you know, it was standard dorm life, but you were uh, 
in a single room, the vast majority of ninth graders, 10th graders, and 11th graders would live in a room by themselves, but you would share a wall. So, you know, you're in a dorm, so you have a, generally a person on each side of you, you have people on the other side of the hall. And when I got to my senior year, and this is true for postgrads, so, you know, when you're at the end of the program, um, and you're close to graduating, they would want you to get used to living with somebody. So they tried to, this wasn't true for everyone. I know some people were still living uh, in a room by themselves, but most of us in 12th grade or, or postgraduate would live with somebody. Um, we had meals at a set time. So you would generally see a lot of people there when you went to eat. Uh, the buildings were pretty close together for the most part. So you know, there were generally, and there were common spaces that people could hang out in. So there was always, there were always people around, which was nice. Uh, it felt really communal. Was what people ate standardized? For example, did you have to eat, you know, a certain amount of grains, a certain amount of vegetables each day, or were you a free for all? Yeah, they would, um, it was a, a mix between the two where they had stuff that was standard and, and that was always there, um, like cereal and, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think bread and, and fruit and stuff that was always the same, but they would have options that were constantly changing. Um, and they'd maybe be on like a, a three week cycle or something where you'd get like, you know, you knew that eventually the grilled cheese station would be back and you would look forward to it. <laughs> um, so I think that was good that uh, they had, a, you know, for people that liked constant change, they had a lot of variety. And for people that didn't, they had stuff on the side. Um, and they were pretty good with allergens, you know, sometimes if you were gluten-free, um, maybe there weren't as many options as there should have been, but like for the most part. And you said you ate with everyone at the same time? Not necessarily everyone because the meal periods were generally about 45 minutes. Um, so, you know, some people would get there at the beginning and then maybe leave halfway through. Some people would get there towards the end. But like, I mean, there were, you know, exceptions where we had like formal dinners and stuff, but at regular meals, um, you would see probably most people in the dining hall at the same time in like around the same period. Yeah. You know, you'd go there and there'd be maybe like 50 or 60 people in the building. Okay. Were you allowed home visits? Yeah. Yeah. I was always uh, allowed to go home for anything, you know, if, uh, you missed your family or, you know, there was an emergency or anything, but it's a pain when you live in New Hampshire. Would you recommend your boarding school to anyone else? I would if, you know, I would if, if the price of the school wasn't an obstacle for them, because that is the toughest thing. And I would recommend it if regular school hasn't been working for them. You know, they, um, are already kind of in the world of like therapy and like the, you know, maybe neurodivergence. Um, Cause the school, I would really only recommend it for people that are struggling, I think uh, with neurodivergence specifically, because that really is what the program is designed for. The thing that I liked best about Franklin was that it felt very accommodating for ADHD type stuff. You could get um, extra time on tests and all that stuff. So I think, uh, although that's becoming more standard, but I would overall recommend it 
it's you know this is the part that's like weird right is that it's like i don't know if the school program was changing in any kind of negative way but by the time i left i didn't feel as at home there as when i got there and that might have just been because i was a seeker and because i'd been there for a long time and i was like antsy you know i was like ready to go so it's tough to say um Overall, I would definitely recommend it if you're like the demographic that the school is looking for. But there's a reason I never really go back to visit because maybe I don't like the atmosphere there as much as I used to. And I don't know if it's like me that changed or the school. If you could have changed one thing in your own personal experience to make it a better one, what would it be? Um, If I could change one thing about this program and boarding schools in general, I wish that boarding schools in general just you know, all programs that deal with children and minors. I really wish that younger children especially, but all people in the program were listened to more carefully and with more respect. Because my biggest problem with Franklin, and I noticed this more as I got older and I got to look at the younger students and see that they, some of them were not being listened to when they had valid, like, well-articulated complaints, especially if the complaints were about staff. So if a student thought that a staff member was not treating them well or was not um, good at their job, just in general, and if a student thought that a staff member was making the environment unsafe, they would talk to the staff member and they would kind of just get like sweeped under the rug, you know? Um, and it was, it was especially tough with newer concepts that are have only really been talked about more in like the last 10 years like being gender non-conforming and like um you know people's pronoun preferences and stuff and it for the older staff you know you have like a 60 year old woman for example not to name any names um <laughs> so you have like a 60 year old woman who would come to the school and would make a lot of people who are gender queer uh, really uncomfortable but even when the like younger students would speak up about that, nothing was really done about it. And they just made the students really uncomfortable and kind of took away their safe space. So I think earlier I said that I wasn't sure if it was me that changed or the school. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember that ever being a problem when I first got there. Because when I, in my first like two years at Franklin, maybe even three years, um, I think it felt a little bit safer in that way. And I think by the time I left, they might have hired two or three people, like in, in the last two years that I was there, two or three staff that I did not like. And I think that's why I'm a little bit iffy now if I would recommend it. Um, it might just be bad luck. Maybe they're the way that they analyze like people's qualifications have gotten looser, you know? Um, or it might just, again, be like that I have higher standards now. And when I was 13, I thought that all the staff were great. And now I'm 16. And I'm like, wow, some of you guys are really don't belong here. And you're like not making this a conducive environment to people, um, actually like exploring themselves and like talking about stuff openly. But I just let myself ramble there because it, it makes me mad now that we're talking about it. <laughs> no, I appreciate your honesty. Um, yeah. And if you could change one thing about boarding schools as a whole, what would it be? 
same thing, but more concise. Just, I wish that students, especially younger students were listened to more carefully. I think um, a lot of the students have a lot of good things to say, but just because they're like 13 or 14, you know, nobody really treats them like adults to an extent. Cause I, I get it to an extent it's like too far that it feels, um, I think a lot of the people at boarding schools, they already feel like they're stuck there. Even if, you know, they know it's the best option for them. And if you are sent somewhere by your parents and then you can't even like be treated like a regular human being, you know, you're just in prison. Um, I think in general, um, it got a little bit negative at the end, but I genuinely, with Franklin in particular, Franklin Academy is the only uh, boarding school that I've ever been a part of. So it's the only one that I can talk about. And for Franklin, there was a lot more positive than negative. Um, I think it was constantly changing, which was interesting. And it, it felt like instead of being stuck in its ways, um, it wasn't in some ways for sure, but in a lot of ways it felt like the program was very progressive and was changing in positive ways a lot. Um, and I really liked that about it. So. It would be nice if more boarding schools were open to like change, like I felt like Franklin was. That's another thing I'd never thought about before, just, but that was a really good thing about the program. Because um, a student, like I talk about how some students weren't listened to, but some were, and you know, some, it just depends on what your, like what your complaint is. I know that there were times when I would complain about stuff and like say that this is, you know, not a great environment for a certain reason. And then stuff would actually like change. And they would like, especially if you're an older student who's been there for a while, they would listen more likely. Um, so I like that about it. And I had a lot more positive to say than negative. I think um, I got lucky and found a very good program for exactly what I needed emotionally and academically when I was 13. And so I just stayed for all four years of high school. Well, that's good to hear. It was a little disorganized too. I didn't really like say that at any point. Franklin was so disorganized, <laughs> a little bit like unprofessional. Um, and sometimes that was really frustrating, but it was also kind of challenging. <laughs> it was kind of like, wow, these staff kind of don't know what they're doing, but they're very good at handling students. They just like, are like, wow, they're just like us. They're messy. <laughs> and like all their files go everywhere and they like are late. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that about the school. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this study. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Oh, I'm going to read Kaguya-sama Love is War. And... Okay. <laughs> and right. I'll send you screenshots. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> have a good day.